Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the Red Box podcast from The Times. I'm Matt Chorley. This is the fifth and final episode of the Red Box Whip Round, a special mini-series of interviews going behind the scenes of the Whip's office. From drinking sherry in Buckingham Palace to drowning sorrows in the Commons bars, I've spoken to serving and former government and opposition whips about what they do and, more importantly, how they do it. In this episode, I speak to Mark Tarmy, Labour's opposition pairing whip, about his role dealing with the Tories on every single Commons vote. Mark Tommy, um, we're sitting in your Commons office, which I have to confess is not the most beautifully decorated. It's a bit spartan. It, it is Expl- a bit. <laughs> explain, to me, explain to me why that. Because I'm the pairing whip, I spend almost all my time in the opposition whip's office. Uh, so my, my time here is fairly limited, so I don't keep a lot of uh, possessions here. I mean, the, uh, the, the, the bookcase, with the exception of a television remote control... <laughs> has nothing on it at all, I think it would be fair, fair, fair to say. But I also use it, I let other MPs use it as well if we're uh, sort of uh, in trouble for space, which is always a big issue. Now, one of your jobs as a Labour whip is to decide who gets which offices. And Indeed. In fact, on Indeed. the way up here this morning, you had to use your magic key to let someone into an office. That you, I, you, I did. You have a key which opens every Labour office. Ah, you've, you've, let, the cat out, you've <laughs> let the cat out of the bag. Now, yes, clearly I do not use that no. uh, without the desire of the people to get in there. But yes, and it is, particularly at the start of a parliament, I become a sort of a, an estate agent, uh, having to uh, allocate offices, which also means showing people offices, is it what they want, is it in the right place, does it suit suit them? And obviously we have people that are sitting MPs that perhaps want to look to move to a different office or keep the office that they have, new MPs coming in. Uh, if you're in government, you've got ministers on the way up and you might have ministers on the way down as well and you obviously have to accommodate take them. And, and we should never... No-one ever comes to... You know, it doesn't matter whether you're in government or opposition and says, look, I had a really nice big office. Can I have a much smaller one, please? <laughs> it, it never really works Works like that, which obviously makes juggling uh, the, the, the accommodation very, very difficult. And it seems to be, uh, from the offices I've been in of MPs, the sort of the grandees, the ones who maybe have been in government but aren't anymore, they do tend to sort of end up with quite plum offices. Yeah, I mean, you, you have to... You know, it's all part of management, really. Yeah. You know, you, you, you have to manage people on the way down as you have to manage them yeah. on the way up. And it, it is about looking after people. Equ- equally, there are people that like to be 
in the House of Commons building itself. And sometimes, because the offices don't tend to be very big, you know, they can be quite small offices. Some of them haven't even got windows in them. Other people like this building here, Port Portcullis House. Other people like the Norman Shore buildings because they're bigger. The offices tend to be bigger. So different people like different things. The, the Tories tend to like being in the House more. Our Asked him to like being in this this building more. Paul, you've got a nice view right down across Westminster Bridge, so you can see London Eye, and you've managed to sort yourself out. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> it was merely how these things 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 <laughs> happened. I I, I, actually, I used to share this office with Tom Watson, but Tom is uh, now a deputy leader of the party. So again, as we say, was uh, moved into. Uh, uh, different accommodations, greater things, things, yeah. Now, yeah. You're, you're actually Labour's pairing whip, so just explain what that means in practice, because I think a lot of people, even people who follow politics quite closely, don't realise the arrangements that go on through what's known as the usual channels. How, yeah. how does that work? Yeah. Well, I will start by saying that, that people spend half their life trying to get in here and the other half trying to be <laughs> somewhere else. So they, uh, but no, I mean, uh, obviously a lot of work goes on here, but also people want to be a way to do other things as well. Meetings off the estate, you know, a, a select committee trip to somewhere or, 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 or whatever, or obviously people are ill. I mean, we've yeah. got 650 people. You can have some people that are ill or uh, whatever, family issues and thing, things like that. So uh, it is in everybody's interest that we try to manage that process. Now, from a government point of view, pairing is obviously vital because they're always in a position where they should win all the votes. So if you don't pair, then they've always got to assume that all the other side are here, even if they know in their heart of hearts they aren't, and they have to make sure that their numbers allow for that. What pairing allows is a bit of margin there, so you can say, yes, yes, you can go to wherever, or yes, that's fine to be off the estate today. So, so how does it work? The government whips to you, we've got three ministers out of the country on business yeah and so they ideally want you to pair them up with a yeah. labor mp yeah. who also yeah. are yeah that's 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 how it will work e- equally you have i mean for the vast majority of votes uh we will be reasonably flexible in the actual numbers that we have you know 10 or yeah 15 or something like that obviously for very important key votes then it is very 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 tight uh and in some some votes then you are literally bringing as you will see in the play you are bringing people down who are very ill i mean people have been brought down in ambulances so this is the, the play is this house which yeah, tells the story yeah. and then what what in the 70s. yeah and then and then what what happens is and i have done it when we were in government at the end where my opposite number we would go down to the car park and there would be, it wasn't an ambulance in my case, but it was a taxi where there was somebody who was very poorly. And we would agree that that person is on the parliamentary estate, you know, and they're not, there isn't someone there with a blanket around them disguised as them. Yeah. It is, in fact, them. And we would agree that that person is there. And when the vote is taken, you say, and X, Y or Z, whoever that, that, that person was, and they would be added to the num- numbers. Now, clearly... I think the best situation is that we agree that they don't have to be here because obviously it's not going to do their health any good if we're dragging them down from Scotland or somewhere like that. Yeah. So in an ideal scenario, you pair them up with a yeah with the Conservatives yeah. also, right? Yeah. Yeah. And is that because what happens on a sort of big crunch vote where maybe the other sides have got rebels, so they're not sure they've got the numbers? 
is there a point where they just said, look, you know, bugger off, we're not pairing, yeah. you get your people, yeah. we'll Yeah, get I mean, we, there are obviously big, for instance, the uh, votes, with some of the votes on Europe, we've had some of the votes on boundaries, particularly. You know, we have got everybody here. Everybody is here. They will try to maximise their numbers as well. But if we know there are numbers on their side who are rebels who might might well turn up to vote with us or might just not come at all then that's a problem for the government yeah, yeah it's a- always harder when you're in government because a you're always expected to win and you've got to get the business through they they never know how many we have got and that's but- always more difficult for them and they always have to assume that we have got everybody here and so when there is a big vote are you ever surprised by the result or by the time the vote is called when they march through the or, you know, the vast majority of march through the lobbies rather than being in the car park. Do you always know really what the results going to be? On a, on a key vote, we will know, certainly from our side, yeah. how many we have. You're always unsure with a number of rebels. You know, if people say, oh, there's definitely 40, so you think, well, there's probably 20. <laughs> and then they'll try to manage that down, as indeed we would. Yeah. You know, you, you, you start with a higher figure and then you start to you know, try to get people, speak speak to them, bring them over. Uh, in some cases, if you can't get them into a position where they're going to vote for you, then you want them away. You find, you find a trip to Cuba. For the- or, or they just, they're not, or they're not, not there. So you, you, you try to reduce that, that, that number to the, to the, you know, the actual smallest number that you, that you can. In saying that, you'll always be surprised. You will get a rebel perhaps that you didn't expect, or you will get somebody who'll turn up late and go, what do you mean the vote was at 10? I thought it was after that. So, you know, that is particularly yeah. annoying that you just think, oh, God, you need to, you, you do all this work only to find that, that somebody's, oh, I didn't realise. And so what, on the sort of hierarchy of uh, good excuses for not being here, because obviously being ill is a pretty good one, but how, yeah. you know, does, you know, a family wedding, a nativity play, what's the sort of... Yeah, I mean, you will, you will get people who will be that obviously this this time of the year you will get a bit of that and if there's somebody on the other side with a similar thing then you know you can you can sort of manage that uh yeah i mean you you, you do get some strange uh, uh, excuses um, i remember when we were in government we had because uh, in government we we do it in a slightly different way than you do you do now and you particularly with your ministers you fill in a whole sheet for the week and i remember one of ours uh put in that they were having to... They wanted time because they wanted to make some uh, stuff for a dinner party. And I just thought, I'm not putting that into the uh, <laughs> into the pairing whip because I, I know exactly what that's going to... Uh, that will receive short shrift as to uh, what the answer will be. So and the answer will be a no. No, I didn't even put it in. Oh, I, I just said, no, no that's not no, going to happen. You have to use it apart. Uh, but equally, I'd rather people are, you know, from the way I handle it, I'd rather people that are honest than uh, than just sort of make up some spurious uh, re- reason. In saying that, the vast majority of people are here to 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 you know to do what we you know what what we and they are here to do. So. How difficult is it, uh, sort of motivating, particularly in op- you know, especially in opposition, motivating people to vote, uh, turn up and vote, knowing yeah. that the government. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that you will always get get people who say when you when you turn them down, they say, "What difference does it make?" Because we're not going to win anyway. Well, if you take that approach, then why bother? And there are occasions when we do win. Some some sometimes as a result of um, rebellion. Some some sometimes because we've taken them by surprise on something or other. So you do do that, and it is also about 
keeping them on their toes and knowing that we are here and we are scrutiny. I mean, because it isn't just about the votes, it's about scrutiny. It's about having people in the chamber, scrutinising ministers, putting ministers through the mill, really, in terms of, you know, are they doing their job? Do they know what they're talking about? Or at the moment, do they have a plan? Uh, yeah, I was going to go, <laughs> go again and do they have a plan. And what difference does it make having, if I put it like this, having a leader who's personal history has not been one of necessarily loyally yeah, towing yeah okay party, right? okay yes i i uh, i hear what you say <laughs> as they say yeah i mean clearly people do say that and you know yeah. a lot of lot was was made that at the time but jeremy is the leader and our job is to make sure that we are a functioning opposition and that's what we will do and that's what we have to do yeah um because otherwise as i said then then you 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 don't hold government to account. Yeah. And then you get lazy government, which isn't good for either government or it's not certainly good for the opposition. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How difficult is it to get people to do the sort of day-to-day run-of-the-mill stuff? I've uh, noticed the Attorney General's questions today. And I don't yeah. think there's any Labour questions down on the order paper. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's sometimes perhaps people haven't put in which is, is one one reason equally we we put in over a hundred forms for prime minister's questions this week and we didn't get any yeah. on the order paper and that's just names out of a hat and that is just names out, as indeed is attorney general questions today so just because you haven't got names on the order paper doesn't doesn't mean that people haven't haven't put in you can just be very unlucky Unlucky. in saying that we obviously look to make sure that we are getting names in because perhaps that's a sign of a a more of a malaise generally if people aren't putting in and that that is another side because i think the whips roll i'm not just talking about my role the whips switch generally i mean you 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 get this idea it's all about sort of pinning people against a wall and saying (laughs) you will vote this way it isn't it's about managing people and trying to help 
help people as, as, as well. And part of that is, is making sure that they're actually engaged with this place. And is that something which has changed? How, how many years have you been a week? Uh, 2007. Right. So, so when we were in government. Yeah, yeah. That long ago. So how, how, how has that changed in the sort of culture of... Well, I think being in, as I said, being in government is a different, yeah. is a different role and there probably is more pressure on you to do that. Although when you're in government, there are obviously your MPs are, you know, they're in the government party. So perhaps they're a bit more on that and, and you won't get some of the, as, as you know, you have touched on people saying, well, we're going to lose anyway. And, you know, it doesn't matter. You've got some inducements, you know, people tell the line to the right thing. They might become a minister. Yeah, I mean, I mean, really, when, you, when you're in government, the main thing isn't threatening people. It's the fact that if people want advancement, they might think, well, if I don't toe the line or this, then I'm not going to do that. Equally, however, if you've got people that are either on the way down or, or people that don't want, are not interested in being ministers, are not, are not interested in doing this or doing that. You know, your actual leverage over them is, is fairly limited. Does it, does it then sort of drift into, oh, you know, there's that bypass that you were very fond of? Does that? I, I, I think that tends on? to happen at the, at the fag end of governments yeah. where perhaps you're in trouble. Uh, and that that may happen. In my view, it just encourages bad bad behaviour because <laughs> there's never enough bypasses. No, no. I mean, I, I think the uh, DUP and uh, some they're very effective at, at, at working those situations. And that that isn't a criticism because they they're very good at, at, at getting things for their area and yeah. you know good 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 luck, luck to and them. And that's and that's 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 look at looking at exploiting a government that is in an, a need for support and, and when the government as it does now has a majority of a dozen or so yeah those pressures are greater than when they're you know sort of yeah 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 stuff. they are although saying you know i think this this idea they they've got a majority of don't forget they've, they've got a majority over us of 100 yes so in order to beat beat them we have to herd all our cats together in one place and get them all here so there are opportunities there we see the sort of, particularly in the, uh, literally in the comments, we see the sort of confrontation between not just Labour and Tory, but there's Labour, yeah. SNP, Ding Dongs and all that. But actually you're trying to work with them behind the scenes to, on certain issues. Yes, yes, on, on certain issues, like, for instance, boundary changes, yeah. something like that. We will, we, we will work, work with them. Clearly with the uh, English Votes for English Issues stuff, yeah. you know, English Law, sorry. You know, they don't vote on English... So there are certain issues where it's very difficult to, to get anywhere near those, yeah, yeah. those sort of numbers. So you have to really look at where your opportunities are. But in, as I said, in order to get anywhere near the government, you, you clearly need, you you, you need, need, need them, you need the Liberals, the Northern Ireland parties, uh, and you need some Tory rebels as well. Just going back to sort of the, the, the Blair days... It's easy to think, well, there were massive, you know, massive majorities, everything yeah. sort of sells. But there were moments of rebellion, and then towards the end, there were moments of people trying to yeah. get rid of him. And yes, how indeed. did you manage that from a sort of... I wasn't a whip in those days. But there is, I mean, a number of whips, uh, you know, going back many, many years, will say that actually a smaller um, majority sometimes is easier to manage yeah. because people recognise... That you are, are you are not a long way away. Things are tight. Whereas when you've got 160 or something, people will, will say, "Well, it doesn't matter whether I'm here or not, does it?" There's, there's long, but if, you know, if 100 and some odd people think exactly the same, then you're in trouble. Yeah. 
you know, I, I, I still think just because you've got a large number, then you can't just sit back on your laurels and say, it doesn't matter, we'll just get everything through anyway. And, and sometimes people then think that they do have licence to, to just go off-piste and do, yeah. do whatever they like. But as you say, at the end of a government, you know, I was a whip at the end of the uh, Gordon Brown government, we, we did have difficulties with the, the Tories were very effective at putting down opposition days where on things where our members had signed uh, early day motions four years ago about this and would come in and go, I can't possibly support this. So we would have problems. Yeah. yeah and we were, you know, it was pretty much every, wouldn't quite go as far as every day, but it was every week, certainly, that we would have, have problems. But, but you, you, you just have to soldier on and get uh, through it. In days when somebody writes a letter calling for the leaders to go. Is that the worst thing, the sort of worst thing in a whip's office? Because um, it's out there, you can't do anything about it. Yes, I suppose so. <laughs> I, the, the, yeah, and it's about handling the actual where you are. And, and outside of that political thing, obviously things still have to function here. To what extent is the way that the hours have changed, and particularly sort of in the Blair years, the move to family-friendly hours... You know, there's less drinking in the bars, there's less sitting through the night. Do you think that's been a good thing? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, family-friendly hours. Well, I live in North North yeah. Wales, so they're not they're not very family-friendly as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yes, I mean, it helps people who live in London. Yeah. But I don't really see them particularly family-friendly. I know some some people who no, no, no doubt have a go at me for actually well, saying no, that, but but it is. You know, it, it isn't. It suits suits some people and doesn't suit others. I mean, there are other people who would say, "Well, I would rather sit longer, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or something yeah. like that, and then perhaps we could do other stuff." But uh, anyway, we have the hours that we have. We've we've voted on them, but you know, for some people, it gives them the opportunity to do do other things. But yeah, I mean, I think clearly some of the sitting all all night stuff, I mean, I don't really see how that does anyone any, no. any particularly good. Although obviously the House of Lords still have a bit of that. Yeah. So. There was one of the things that has come up speaking to whips from different parties is this, is it, is it, it's just sort of not quite challenging, but just the other side of the argument of, it seems to make sense that you don't sit late into the night, but actually it means there are people who are in London or away from their families, they're maybe yeah. going back to a hotel room and yeah. maybe that's not a particularly... No, I mean, that's not... And I think the other thing is that everyone assumes that everyone who gets here is automatically engaged with the whole thing, knows exactly where they should be going, yeah. meets up with people. Well, that doesn't apply to everyone. Yeah. And and it can be quite a lonely place, yeah. I think, if you're not a great socialiser. You don't know any people. Perhaps you didn't even think you were going to get elected yeah. in the first place. And, and you've got a lot of pressures at home, perhaps. Yeah. And you're here, stuck on your own looking at a wall going, why have I done this? Yeah. I'm not saying that's everybody by any means. No, it's a very, very it's, small it's number. A few times, but but yeah. there are people who will struggle with the whole thing. Yeah. And it is the one job, I think, that you can't turn around and hold your hand up and say, I think I've made a mistake. Yeah. You know, because, no, you haven't, because you're here for... Yeah. Five years and that's it. Well, you, I mean, I've had jobs where you, on the first day, I've been starting. No, you're going, yeah, something ah. <laughs> else. But you can do that. Yeah, can, yeah, but but but, but, but here you 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 can't. And again, that's what I see the whips' role as 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 as, as really looking after those people and, and, and picking up. You know, maybe they're not putting in questions. Yeah. Maybe they're not going in the chamber. Uh, is anyone seeing them around? Are they? You know, whatever. And that, and that's. As I said, because you've got 650, you've got to have people with all those sort of issues. Yeah. And the, the drinking, 
the bars aren't what they were. I mean, I've been here for about 10, 11 years. And even I know, know that the bars and things aren't, aren't what they were. Do you think that, that culture has changed? Yeah, I mean, I think it has, has changed. You know, I mean, I think the bars in the evenings perhaps are... But, you know, the, the, the days of the stories we're used to hear about people being in the bar all day and still being in there at three in the morning and stuff, I mean, I think that's, yeah. that's obviously all gone, I think, and, and not, not, not a bad thing either, probably. But. One, one thing, um, speaking to other whips, they all seem to have a different uh, drink of choice in their drinks cabinet when twisting arms. Is it whiskey or wine or uh, I don't have a drinks, no, drinks you cabinet, you see, I don't have anything. Uh, no, I'm more of a, if, if I go to the bar, I'm, uh, I, I will be a, a, as real ale as you can find it. Very person. good. So, well, that's sticking to true. So, so that's, well, yes, I, I, I like to think so. So uh, maybe, maybe the odd wine, but I'm not a spirit person by any means. Just before we finish up, let's go back to the office situation. What's, what's the worst things you've had with, with the offices that you've tried to, to dole out to MPs? <sighs> well, there are, I mean, obviously there's a big uh, exercise at the moment where we're looking at the amount of work that has to be done on the, the, on the, on the whole refurbishment yeah. of the building. And um, I know the elements of the media may think this is some great cosmetic exercise that doesn't have to be done, but the state of some of the building is is really, really grim. I mean, one colleague i remember complained about that there was water running down his wall well unfortunately it wasn't water i don't think i'd need to it was from a toilet or urinal upstairs that had uh, leaked um, we had a ceiling collapse on staff it was in the staff office that was because the toilet had uh, cracked and there was everything was collecting on the ceiling and then it, the whole thing collapsed so damage street are worried about leaks but i mean they, yeah, no 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 not yeah well i these are these are real leaks they're, they're really uh, you know there are leaks and leaks and these are the particularly nasty uh, leaks you know we have a lot of mice issues, there's rats issues in some buildings. I always, I don't don't like using the word vermin because I know that the, some, <laughs> some elements of the press will use that for for uh, for different uh, different reasons. But uh, yeah, and uh, moths moths are the the growing problem. They sort of live under chairs and under carpets, and we've got a big big problem with moths at the moment, sort of munching their way through. Uh, things so uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not an expert on moths, but uh, but they are a problem. And this is this is why this big refurbishment needs. Yeah, to I mean, I don't think I don't think I don't think it's going to sort out the moths problem. But no, and and the electrics. And I mean, if if this was a if this was a new building, the palace. I mean, it, it, you wouldn't allow people to carry on there. I don't think yeah. because of some of the some of the issues. And you know, it is. You know, I actually sat on that group of people looking at it and. Uh, yeah, I was, you know, quite shocked actually at the extent of both the decay in the structure of the building itself, but particularly the sort of plumbing, electrics, yeah. and, and all the stuff you don't really see is in a really bad state. I remember a few years ago going up on the roof when they were doing um, some of the refurbishments yeah. up there, and where the sort of metal rafters had sort of rusted off the point where they were attached to the roof of the building. It was a sort of air and magic seem to be yeah, holding it yeah. up. And there is lots of asbestos in the building and yeah. no one ever recorded where any of it is yeah. and uh, so you have to be very careful the moment you drill into anything you have to work on the basis that there could be asbestos behind it. And uh, So do you think MPs have just got to bite the bullet, vote, vote it through and just get on with it? Yeah, I mean... It- <laughs> I mean, people say oh, we could move to a sports centre in Milton Keynes or something like that. Well, yes you could, but then you'd have to move all the, the other buildings of government presumably there. And... 
this is a grade one listed building, so you'd, you'd have to restore this anyway. Yeah. Um, so it, it might as well be being used as a, as a and, working. And you know, it, it is the it is a, a, a working parliament, and at the same time, as best you can to improve things like disability access, because yeah. I mean that's really terrible in the building, quite yeah. frankly. You know, we have done bits where we can, but I think you need a you know a much much better look at, at sort of doing some of that stuff. So to properly open it up. Yeah, to to, to open it up up to people because it is very very difficult at the moment. Yeah. Well, Mark Tommy, thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Catch every episode in the Red Box Whip Round by subscribing to the podcast on your Android device and on iTunes, where it'd be great if you could leave a review. And for daily insight behind the scenes on life in Westminster, sign up to my morning email briefing at thetimes.co.uk forward slash redbox email. But for now, for me, Matt Chorley, it's goodbye. Thank you for downloading. To discover more, head to thetimes.co.uk. 